Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Hey folks, it's great to be back with you guys. We're so honored to come across your airwaves, honored to be your friends, thankful to be part of your community, thankful to be able to talk about God's word and how it penetrates our hearts, how not only does it save us, it changes us, it makes us better people, it, uh, more godlike. It's not because of something we do. It's not by works that we do. It's what God does in our life when we get out of his way, when we trust him, when we move out smartly, when we do those, boy, God can use us. And with me as always is my friend, my co-host, uh, the one and only the freak Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, what's happening? <laughs> that was quite the introduction. The one and only the freak. Yeah. It almost, you could give it a, a French sound if you wanted to. Uh, but I I'm doing okay. Um, I'm cold and I'm very sad that we miss saying happy Valentine's. I know you said it's a mandate man-made holiday, but I mean, yeah, I'm not married. I'm not dating, which stinks, but it's still a good holiday. I mean, I still think it's a great yeah. holiday. So yeah, it's my fault, birthday. folks. It's my fault. Yeah. I forgot to oh, say happy Valentine's day. Fault. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe, no- maybe I'll go back and dub it over in there. I doubt it, but you know, I think about those things sometimes. <laughs> you do. We have so many good ideas. It's just, just don't do them. Yeah. 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 But, but so, we hope but, you had a great Valentine's, but I ate yeah. 22 pieces of chocolate last night out of 24. See, that's, that's scary. Did you get a really bad stomach ache? No, I actually enjoyed it. I got a sugar uh, high. I mean, I, my eyes were bigger around than <laughs> silver dollars at one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, why am I wide awake, man? Why am I not sleepy? You know, and I, I can picture your face right now. And I was, you know, and I'm, I'm out on Facebook saying 24 hour taco truck, Greenville, South Carolina. It's just not out there, man. <laughs> It all closes at 10 o'clock at night. I was going to do the Emmy thing and go grab a couple tacos and talk to one of my friends at these taco trucks. You know, uh, there's this one guy. So these taco trucks in town, there's a couple of good ones. There's a one guy, his name's Julio. He, he was actually born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but Julio, he, he, obviously he's got uh, Latin descent. I'm not sure where he told me one time, maybe it was Ecuador or somewhere down in Panama or whatever. He makes the best tacos. I mean, it's the kind of thing. You know, when you take pride in what you do, that that taco is different than most others. I'm just saying yeah. that right now. Not just a prefab Taco Bell. Oh, I wish I was related to Julio. I'm telling you right now. Maybe he'd <laughs> share some of those. Right, his. I mean, I know it's ground up pig head and stuff, but let me tell you something, man. You you eat that, and you know there's a juicy hot sauce that just it just mm. it just emanates beauty and joy and wonderfulness throughout your whole body. I mean, the senses come alive and your eyes open up and you, you, you feel like, man, and it's got that little tomatoey hot sauce. Oh uh, yeah. Tangy with a touch of cumin. I don't know, man. It's just, oh, so, man. yeah. 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 Seriously. Yeah. So Julio gave me his phone number. I was going to text him at 1am and say, could you bring tacos over? I'll give you a hundred bucks. I mean, that's how sugared up I was, you know, <laughs> bring me a plate of tacos and I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> there were two fundamentally pro- fundamental 
uh, issues there that I probably didn't deal with. I didn't have a hundred bucks and I shouldn't be calling Julio at one in the morning from the taco truck downtown. Oh, I've only met three or four times who gave me his number to cater something. Cause in my mind, at some point, Julio is going to cater something to my house. It just has to happen. The food truck needs to be out there half on the sidewalk, half on the road, giving people tacos that are at a party of mine. And uh, his minimum, his minimum people are 40. But I said, what if I have 20? He says, well, they eat like 40, praise God. Cause we're all in. <laughs> That's the kind of people, and I don't know how we got off on all that, but anyway. We're hungry. That's how we got off on all that, because I could seriously talk about tacos right now, too. So Because it was the chocolate. So Debbie oh, pointed right. out that $40 box of chocolates that she got me or something. Right. Someone, it's Christmas, you know, and uh, I ate the whole top rack for two. There's, tw- <laughs> there's 24 on both racks, and they're so good. Even, the, you know, and remember sometimes how you take a piece of candy and it's got like a cherry inside or something, and you mm. want to puke. And you say, yeah. well, why did they put this in the chocolates? You know, as a matter yeah. of fact, if I was president of the American Chocolate Association, I would impose laws that people couldn't <laughs> stick that cherry thing in there or ruin your life. I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> it should not be there. You know, the launch system on my stomach is activated when I see chocolate. It's ready for me to launch a chocolate down my throat. And when it's got cherry in it, it ruins everything. Don't, well, this whole box, there were no cherries in it. Not one. <laughs> That's you the, were pretty thrilled. Oh, there's none of that high end. And you know, you kind of squeeze them a little to see if that cherry juice is going to come. Yep. You got to admit yep. that in those cherry juice, you just throw them. I was with a kid one time at church yeah. and they had some chocolates laid out and he ate the cherry one and he was like seven years old. He's over there spitting it out. He's like, brother Carragher, this is bad. I said, you better believe it. He said, why do people do evil things like this? I said, because the devil's in this world, man. <laughs> They load cherries in the middle of, and see, here we are. We're supposed to be doing the not knucklehead moment right now. We're talking cherries. We're talking all things chocolate. You brought up Valentine's day and that kind of brings, I was actually, I got engaged on Valentine's day. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just have awesome dates. I don't know. I just got lucky. You know, I picked a day. It happened to be Valentine's well, my, day. Yeah. My sister got married on Valentine's day. There you go. She won up me. And uh, makes me want to go open that second layer of chocolates in there, man. <laughs> anyway, we we have got to move along. But uh, listen, folks, uh, we do this knuckleheaded moment. We do hope you had a great Valentine's Day. And if you haven't uh, got your parents or your loved one or people you care about, your kids and stuff, something for Valentine's Day, here's the good news. You're hearing this like three or four days after Valentine's Day. Go and buy stuff for 75% off and give it to them. Say, I meant to That's give this to you on right. Valentine's Day. Yeah. use it folks do it get out there and uh and if you're like debbie and you weigh 95 pounds or something like that and you buy a box of 48 chocolates that are all high end high speed low drag chocolates make sure there's other people in your house who can eat them and not get fat like me so anyway uh because i get fat not that i should eat them all right so you might be a knucklehead we do that for a few reasons number one we do it because we want you to know what a knucklehead looks like number two we don't want you to be a knucklehead number three sometimes it can be funny so i want to i just want to say this this is this is something that needs to be said there are people out there who judge people whether or not they wear masks listen if you want to wear a mask and your state requires it and you're in a house wear the mask but don't judge people who aren't wearing masks. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't judge people who are wearing a mask. I think we're knuckleheads. Just give people their freedom out there, man. Just let people do what they want to do. It's okay. You know, it's not hurting you. Just let people do what they want to do, man. 
It's okay. It's going to be okay. We got to get through this whole Greek alphabet with this pandemic thing. Just, <laughs> just suck it up, man. You know, we don't have to pick on people. We, you know, we don't have to play doctors on Facebook. I, I just stop, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Everybody's playing a doctor. Everybody's selling somebody a drink that gives them gut health to make them live forever. Stop, 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 stop. Stop playing a doctor on Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> You know, be who you are. I'm the same person. You can ask Stephanie. I'm the same person when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night, uh, when I'm sleeping downstairs with my wife, Debbie, in her house. I'm that same guy when I wake up that went to bed. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just who I am. Be that person, man. Don't pick on people. Love people. Care about people. And don't buy chocolates that have cherries in them. All right. And then <laughs> what we do say to people with PTSD, yeah, those are bad, man. I'm just telling But, you know, Sherry's berries, those strawberries that come in the mail dipped in all these different levels of chocolate, that stuff is right with God. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to change up and you don't want to get a box of just the regular chocolates, get the Sherry's berries. And, you know, I was, I was disheartened. My heart was broken when, uh, I, I was out there with my dear brother, uh, Brian Hedges, a member of our board, a pastor, pastor, Brian Hedges, wonderful man, wonderful family, wonderful, everything, wonderful church. But he always puts me in this hotel and next to this hotel, a nice hotel next to the hotel was a chocolate warehouse, you know, where you could go in and get chocolates about yeah, the size Russell's of they closed their doors. They did. They're a casualty of the pandemic. And that's so sad. Yeah. So what you say to somebody with me in there, that, yeah. that makes me sad. I dropped, wow. I dropped a tear of, of hurt. I, yeah. <laughs> it hurt me. I drove right in the parking lot and saw signs everywhere closed. And I'm that like, is- Oh, yeah, because I'm always living under this impression that I'm going to bring home all these chocolates for Debbie. And what it really is is I buy two boxes, I eat one, and I bring her back about a quarter of what's left of the second <laughs> one. And uh, oh, that bottom tray, and they closed. But anyway, things you say uh-huh. to people with PTSD is, hey, you can have my chocolates. Hey, man, see, I was going to say you should just keep on the chocolate roll, Doug, because it's really good. It was working for me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just, just give them your chocolate. I give away food all the time. Stephanie's kids, they're always looking over your shoulder for food. So be in that mode. <laughs> they're eyeballing when you're at a restaurant. You know, you're going to finish that steak. You got to, you know, yeah, these are hungry people, man. And she feeds them like 17 times a day. So they're not hungry out of necessity. They're hungry out of being knuckleheads. So anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we're on chapter 12 of the book of Proverbs. We're out there reaching out to folks. And, and and listen, folks, you know, this is about deeds and words, what you say, your actions, how you work. That's what Proverbs chapter 12 is all about. So happy Thursday to you. Let's dive in. We're on the last three verses. And if we get through these today, we have the end of chapter bell. Remind me of that, Stephanie. I got a ring. The end of chapter bell when we get to the end of this. But here we are. Uh, if we get all three done, we're on verse number 26 of the 12th proverb. And it says, the right Righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. Wow. That's, that's pretty out there, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we need to choose our friends carefully. We, you know, the righteous, you're better off being the righteous person. You're better off. Uh, you're more excellent than your neighbor because your neighbor may not be righteous. I think is what that's talking about. Cause they're knuckleheads. And then talking about the way of the wicked there again, you know, changing things up, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. The way of the wicked, you know, is saying, Hey man, you want to be like me wicked. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's, you know, make cherries in the middle of chocolates. I don't know. 
there's people out there that are neighbors are doing the wrong thing. How do you look at this verse, Stephanie? Well, yeah, I think um, when I look at this, I see I see a person in the middle, and then I see um, a righteous person on one. You know, almost like this pers- this neighbor, this person in the middle, and then this wicked and this righteous person on either side. And I think, again, I have to look at the second half of the verse to kind of figure out, at least for me personally, what's that first half mean? Because it's kind of, you know, can sound like, wow, that not that a proud statement that I'm more excellent than my neighbor? But when we look at the second half, it says, but the way of the wicked seduceth him. And I think there's this idea that a righteous person is above and beyond board who he is. Yeah. Um, your neighbors should know that you are who you are. You're dependable. You're, the Bible puts it, you're more righteous than they are. But when our neighbors look at us, yeah. when the person, you know, your neighbor can be even your brother, it can be your sister, it can be your wife, your husband, your the people that are closest to you. Not that you view yourself as more excellent than them, but is Jesus so flowing through you that they can look at you and say, that's a person that I, that I want to be friends with. That's a person I want to hang out with. That's a person I want to be my neighbor in whatever sense that means for you personally. Because the opposite is true with the wicked. It says that they seduce the name. In other words, they're they're conning them. They're deceptive. They're underhanded. And I've had both kinds of neighbors. And I don't mean that in terms of who lived on either side of my house. No, your neighbors in life. I get it. And the people that have proven to be righteous, I think of the Hicks. And, um, yeah, everybody, but Steve and that family are good people. Oh, Steve, I apologize. I keep trying to work on (laughs) Doug. I'm only joking. (laughs) Um, Doug does it because he knows I will say something to defend Steve, but all that to say the Hicks are righteous. And when I look at them, I admire them. And to me, their level of how they walk with God and how they have overcome so much they are more righteous than me. They are more excellent than me. And I'm so thankful to have them as my neighbors, okay, as my best friends. But there are those who have those who are wicked, who have seduced me, who have conned. And let me tell you, those people, they're known. They're known for that in our family. Okay, we have marked them. We have labeled them. We know who they are. Um, I have very open communication with my children. I don't. I don't do this whole family thing where yeah. um, we just keep the kids in the dark and play a game on the kids. That's deceiving your kids if that's how you're living. Yeah. Um, kids are human beings. They deserve honesty and respect and the dignity of knowing what's going on. Um, and obviously you're not trying to hurt them, but I'm saying be transparent with your kids because kids need to learn this stuff young so that they will be the good kind, the right kind of neighbor to someone else and they'll know who to hang with and who not to. That's where it is. And you know, I had a drill sergeant that used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And uh, boy, you better know what you're doing in that area. And then that next verse kind of digs in too. And 
you know, birds of the feather flock together. Choose your friends wisely out there, folks. And if a friend starts going bad, get away. And then it mm-hmm. says, the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. So a lazy dude, you know, they go out and hunt something. Uh, they store it up, they hang it, and they're too lazy to cook it. They're too lazy to hand it out. They're too lazy to use it. They're, they're just wasteful. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost kind of humorous when you look at this or it's, you know, you're, you're out there, you're capturing prey, you're raising animals, you're doing those things, but you're too lazy to do anything with it. And, you know, uh, diligence is a precious thing, you know, making sure you're, you know, when you go out and buy food for the hungry eight, I mean, uh, <laughs> you can't waste. No. You know, I mean, five pounds of hamburger are not turning brown within your refrigerator. Potatoes right. aren't growing new plants in your closet. A yep. bag of rice is gone. You know, your bread flour, yep. you're out there making Doug's famous Italian bread all the time, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got to talk. And I hate talking about myself in the third party. I feel a little weird about that. It's like I'm back, you know, smoking pot or something when I was 18. But anyway, I think the I think there's something big here, Stephanie, and I, I think the big thing is understanding that God puts precious things in our life and we better use them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and no matter, no matter the subject, no matter the item, whatever, I think laziness and waste go together. Um, and when you have someone who is, who is slothful in their business, who's a mess, who's a slob, yeah. um, I don't do well with slobbiness. Oh, me, um, dirty houses and dirty cars freak me out. It's, it's so, dirty I mean. Dirty clothes, dirty people, smelly people <laughs> freak me out. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, so needless to say, because that Hudson keeps a steady job, um, right now he can't clean the cars because it's, it's obviously too cold. Yeah. But he has a steady job every week vacuuming out um, the vans because it's a mess. I keep, it just, it messes with every part of me. And as I've gone through life, I've observed that the slobs, the the ones I've observed in life as being slobby, as being messy, often are the braggarts. Yeah. Okay. Often in public, they try to appear as the one who know everything about being organized or clean or neat or whatever. In reality, you're like, Oh my word. Yeah. Uh, See how they live. And you're like, Oh my goodness. It's like clean it and eat it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So being slothful from what I've observed, okay, and I have no one particular in mind. This is just observations as a whole. I have people in you, mind. The two go together. Being yeah. And I'm so thankful for a mom who, when I was a little kid, instilled in me a love for neat, being neat and in an order. And one thing she did was every single night, period, without fail, we had to clean the house up. It didn't have to be clean, clean, like, okay, I do that now. I mean, it'll be late at night and I'm, I'm cleaning the bathroom because it's like, that's it. It's too bad. I'm just doing it. Um, but she taught us to be neat and in order. Yeah. She taught us to leave the house neat and in order at night. So then when we got up in the morning for our devotions, we weren't coming into the kitchen and it smelled. I have been in kitchens. I kid you not that you walk in and you're trying not to vomit because the smell is so rotten and gross it's just like anyway that's a whole nother subject yeah we could we could spend all day talking about that mom instilled that in us that 
you don't be slothful, you don't waste, you clean up, you keep, let things be done decently and in order. And where she taught us to value what God had given us, yeah, both yeah. my parents did. And this is, this is so important. These are just basic godly principles Period. that given us so that we can live a life that's pleasing to him. There it is. And and I think that next verse continues to go on in that way. It says, in the way of the righteousness is life, and in the pathway thereof there is no death. Uh, I like that. And in the way of righteousness, uh, you know, I love that. It's, it's, it's this common belief that, you know, the righteous is boring, that it, it's no fun. But no, that's not the case at all. You know, being righteous is life and happiness and joy and, and living those things and, and godly. And then, uh, and then going on, and, and instead of being an opposite, and it says in the pathway thereof is no death, you get to live eternal. So, I, I mean, this is pretty cool for a way to end uh, chapter 12. Hang on. I remembered the bell. Hang on. Chapter okay. ending. There you go. All right. All right. Yeah. But I think this verse here in 28, not taking a lot of time on it, but I think, Stephanie, as we look at that, uh, you know, it's just basically saying, hey, the way of the righteousness is life. Being righteous, trusting God, doing godly things, that's life, and that's life more abundant. That's the good stuff. That's living the Mm -hmm. good way, and that path is good. I mean, what are you thinking of that verse? Yeah, this this sums up so much of what this chapter has covered that the path of life will contain righteousness. Life and righteousness go hand in hand. Yeah. It will always be together. And then we have the, I think of the narrow path, you know, the path that Christian and Pilgrim's Progress took, that as he became closer to God, um, as he got closer to the celestial city and grew in his Christian walk, how there was more life, there was more joy, there was more peace, there was more lessons learned that made him all that God had meant him to be. And then I think of the path of death. Yeah. Mm. And all that it contains, it may contain worldly wisdom, it may contain fleeting glory, but God tells us in this verse that God's way, the way of life, the way of righteousness there is no death. Yeah. Yeah. And the power of that honestly makes me want to cry because we live in a world where even Christians now are consumed with spiritual death. They may know Jesus as their savior, but that's it. Yeah. And they are consumed with death. They Everybody just want is- fire insurance. Yeah. Yeah. They're not serving. Yeah. But God's way, the real way of life, of peace, of joy, of happiness there is no death, and that is so beautiful. I agree. I agree. And, and folks, you know, and today, right, we were looking at, you know, choosing our friends carefully, our neighbors, making those right decisions. I, my old drill sergeant's words I shared with you, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Well, it goes the same way with God. Be righteous. Hang out with righteous. Have joy. Uh, don't just have fire insurance. We talked about the lazy man again and, and the man that's diligent. Lazy man lets his food rot away and uh, doesn't take care of the things, doesn't use. He, he's not a steward. I think stewardship's very important in the Bible. And like Stephanie said, you know, cleaning up, taking care of things. You you show me a human being that has a dirty house and a dirty car, and I'll show you a human being that has a dirty body and maybe a dirty mind. Too. kind of makes you grossed out to think about that, you know? 
I mean, clean yourself, man. Get a bar of soap and some shampoo. Start there. Then clean your bathroom when you're done there. Move out smartly, cleanly. Cleanliness is next to godliness. We've all heard that expression before. And then at the end, talking about the way of the righteous and this whole righteousness, doing the righteous thing, that's life. That's life more abundant. That adds to it. It makes everything cool. makes everything great. And in the path to that, there's no death because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hey, when we started this chapter, we said it was going to be about words, deeds, and destiny. And that's, it ended right there strongly on that destiny about accepting the Lord, doing what's right, living what's right, living a clean life, assigning one of your kids the duties of vacuuming and stuff like that. You know, that's the great thing about having a lot of kids is you can make somebody clean something. You know, you can say that, clean this, shut up, clean that, you know, anything like that. But anyway, that's a part of teaching kids character. That's right. You got to learn character. That's right. You got to eat tacos. Listen, we love you folks. We hope you have a great day. Stay away from those chocolates with cherries in them. May God bless you. Let's please listen to every word old brother Eric has to say here. And, and, uh, it, the words of life, the words are life. You know, Eric spent years in Bible college. He wants to share with you how you can know for sure you're going to heaven. Please listen to every word. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.